Welcome in one, welcome in all. For all of you now on the network, all throughout the great state of Wisconsin, we certainly appreciate you being here. Good stuff today. Good stuff. Packers getting ready for the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, I just checked again. Yeah, it is a 10-point spread now. It's gone up a little bit. A lot of money started coming in on San Fran, so they extended it uh, by a half point. And uh, it is, by the way, the highest over-under, too. It's 49-and-a-half. 49-and-a-half. Um, I... Grant, what's a safer bet that covering the 10-point spread or the 49-and-a-half and taking the over? Well, the way this Packers offense is playing. Uh, right? I, I would th- but I'm, I'm no gambling expert. I, I just think this Packers offense is feeling hot. They've been hot for a month. Matt LaFleur, every button he's pushing right now is working. Um, so if the Niners hold up their end of the deal, I, I certainly trust the Packers to hold up their end of the deal scoring. I would say yeah. the over rather than the Niners to cover, but I'm nobody's best gambling expert here. Right. I, you know, I I would almost, I I would almost just have to take the over on that. Just for the way the Packers have been scoring as of late and certainly what San Francisco has the capability of doing, I'd probably have to take the over. Hey, by the way, how, how did we do this past weekend in our, uh, in our picks? I mean, I know I lost the Packer game. Um, let's see. I hadn't even gone back. I hadn't even thought about it. Um, we both we've lost every Packer game. I, we can't pick this team correctly. We haven't been able to all year. Um, I mean, I get. Did you pick the Eagles last night? Do you remember? I know I picked the Bucks, but I kind of uh, thought maybe the Eagles would have one last gasp in them. I I I picked Buffalo. That I know. Um, I picked Kansas City. I can't rem- I think I picked Kansas City. I can't remember. I can't remember what I picked. Yeah, I'll pull it up here. So I know I know we broke it down and we broke it down a lot last week in those picks just because we have more time to do so in those capsules, but I can't remember what we did. Can't remember it. Speaking of that, uh, by the way, tomorrow night we have the Bill Michaels huddle coming up. Six to eight on many of these same stations. So looking forward to that, being all football-centric all the time and uh, bringing you the best. Got Mark Schofield coming up tomorrow from SB Nation to run around the entire National Football League with us. Hirings, firings, games, all that kind of good stuff. So that's coming up tomorrow as well. Uh, in the meantime, today, Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, going to be joining us coming up here bottom of the hour. Stay right where you're at, and we're going to hear from Sam uh, while uh, Grant looks up how we did, let's do this. Let's get back to uh, the phone calls because uh, we have some people on hold. Let's go to Mike listening to us in final act. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, good morning, guys. Love your show. Uh, I just got to say from that game against Dallas, one word, speechless. I was yeah. shocked. I thought the score would have been flipped, honestly, in the Packers. I just wanted them to show a good showing and say, okay, we got something to build off of here. But the way they came out and dominated like that reminded me of the old San Fran game with, with uh, Favre when he went in there in the divisional round and smacked him in the mouth and went to Dallas. Of course, we lost a championship game, but you knew where you stood. You know, hey, there's something to build on here. But I see something different with the Packers. I see that that they're just too young not to know any better. Oh, yeah, hey, San Fran's got your number. They'll be like, that wasn't us. And, and, I, and I think they're young. I don't want to say dumb enough, but they're not dumb. You know what I'm saying? They're too naive, I guess I should say, to know the history and go in there and say, hey, we're going to get pounded. I, I'm, if San Fran takes them lightly, you're going to see Green Bay in the championship game, whether it's Tampa or Detroit, but 
Green Bay's scary right now, and this is a team that's only going to get better. Love your show. Just want to get a comment. Go Pack Go. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Fired up. Excited. Love it. Uh, this one is from a Wolfman. It says, who else hopes San Francisco had a bad case of the Mondays after a three-week vacation? Doug says, uh, the Ravens got into Purdy and uh, Shanahan's head. And uh, it was never close. San Francisco uh, at San Francisco yet as well. And don't forget, Cincinnati beat them there pretty handily too. And they also got to Brock Purdy. The biggest thing for the the 49ers is is if they turn the ball over, they're susceptible. If they don't, there you are. They are a juggernaut of a football team. That's it. And they they went through their downturn. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, the one thing you look at and you say, okay, so how has the 49ers, how did the 49ers respond? Because don't forget, just before they went into their bye, they had a three-week skid. They lost to the Browns, they lost to the Vikings, and they lost to the Bengals. Cincinnati went in. And uh, now they lost to the Browns on the road. Okay, they lost to the Vikings on the road. That's when uh, Brock Purdy was throwing picks. And then Cincinnati went in, punched them right in a grill, and uh, beat them there 31-17. Then they lost to the Ravens at home. 33-19, and then before they uh, called it a, a season, they lost to the Rams, and a lot of guys sat in that game, but they lost to the Rams 21-20. That was at home. So then, though, you look when they came out of the bye, and they went on the road. Their first game out of the bye week, they went to Jacksonville, and they beat the hell out of Jacksonville 34-3. They then get Tampa Bay at home, beat Tampa Bay 27-14. Went on the road to Seattle, won 31-13, 42-19 over the Eagles, 28-16 over the Seahawks. So you get in the sense, after they finished their bye week, they did not allow a team to put up 20 points on them until they beat the Cardinals 45-29. That was the only team to score more than 20 points uh, until they lost to the Ravens, of course. So they came out and put up, uh, defensively speaking, 3, 14, 13, 19, 16, and then 29 before they lost to the Ravens. So there you go. So they they regrouped, and they came out strong and put together another win streak of six games in a row before they got beat by the Ravens. And they're, at that point in, the, in time, their season was pretty much uh, a wrap but nevertheless, they had put up six in a row. So, I mean, they're a beatable team, absolutely. Uh, you look at Brock Purdy's numbers, 4,280 yards in the season, 31 touchdowns, a quarterback rating, a QBR of 73, which is huge uh, for the numbers he put up, averaging 257.9 yards per game this season. Um, they, they, they get it done. They do it in a lot of different facets, but um, – they they can still they can still be beat. I agree with you. I'm not saying they're unbeatable. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just simply saying that they're just a really good football team. A really good football team. Uh when you look at this team in, in a vacuum, uh specifically on the defensive side of the football. Okay? You look at them in the defensive side of the football and what they can do. Um defensively speaking, they were incredibly solid. Um they uh were one of the top defenses in the National Football League, as a matter of fact. They were uh, number eight overall, only giving up 303 yards per game, per game this year. They were 
a little bit less when it came to covering the pass. They were 15th against the pass, giving up 214 yards per game. They were uh, number three against the run. Now, again, they defend the run extremely well, and it's what the Packers need to do to kind of control things. They came into the uh, at the end of the season only giving up 89.7 yards per game. 89.7 yards per game. And uh, as far as uh, the defense overall, they are the number three ranked defense in the National Football League. They gave up average 17.5 points per game. The only two that were better, Baltimore and Kansas City. San Francisco ended the season at 17.5 points per game. So that's, that's saying something. They were the number two overall offense this year, averaging just a tick under 400 yards a game. Passing for 257.9 yards per game, running the ball for 140.5 yards per game, and averaging almost 29 points a game, offensively speaking. They, that's what I'm saying. It's not like, uh, you know, you're like, wow, they can be beat. They can be beat. But it is going to take almost a perfect game from the Green Bay Packers to do so. Almost a perfect game. They are number three in scoring. Uh, they are number four in passing yards per game. And when it came to running the football, they uh, this year they were number three in rush yards. So can they be beat? Absolutely. Not denying that. It'll not, be, deni- not denying that. It'll be interesting to see how the Packers, if they can continue to run the ball on the Niners the way they did in the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys, and Matt LaFleur knew this, the Cowboys, they play really light. They play a lot of dime and I tried to understand and read this the best I could yesterday, but Dan Quinn is known for playing a really light defense, lots of defensive backs against 22 and 12 personnel. So when the the opponent has two tight ends on the field and they're in heavy, Dan Quinn goes small, they go light, and the Packers really took advantage of that, and Musgrave and Kraft kind of allow them to do that. I don't know if they'll be able to do that with, right. with that much ease and that much success against Fred Werner and the Niners defense. And if Aaron Jones isn't popping off like that, this equation gets a lot harder for Jordan Love as well as he's been playing. 100% agree. 100% agree. And that's, that's just it. And, for, and this is why you know people say, I can't believe you're not giving them a chance. It's not that I'm not giving them a chance. It's going into the Cowboys game, you knew where the Cowboys' weaknesses were. You knew it. You knew they didn't really play well against motion, which is not something Shanahan's defense is unfamiliar with because Shanahan's defense practices against motion. And you you know they're good against the run. They stop the run. And it all starts in the middle. Eric Armstead is a freaking beast. Between him, Hargrave, and Bosa, and and really, uh, even though uh, Pharrell's been been banged up, they've got Chase Young, their backups are good. Fred Warner up the gut, he's he's a middle linebacker that's a middle linebacker. He can stop the run. He can do it. So you got to be able to run the football. They're a banged-up football team, though. They've got uh, Jair Brown, who is their strong safety. He's been banged up. Gibson's banged up. Avery Thomas is banged up at the corner. So they've got some injuries. It's not like they don't, uh, more so uh, at their defense than anything. But uh, when you start to go through the list and you've got Debo Samuel, Juwan Jennings, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Ronnie Bell, uh, who is their what seventh round draft choice, played okay this year. Chris Conley, the kid they picked up from uh, the unrestricted free agent from uh, Tennessee. You got the big left tackle in Trent Williams. So you got to get around him. They've got the right tackle in McKivitz. Then you throw in George Kittle and Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. It's it's 
I agree with you. It's a it's a beatable team, but it's not going to be easy by any stretch. It's not it's certainly certainly not going to be a game. I would be shocked if they did to the 49ers what they just did to the Dallas Cowboys. I would be shocked. I would be knock me over in a feather shocked. So 877-867-1670 877-867-1670 if you want to give us a shout Go ahead and do so. Uh, this one is from uh, Mark. Says Christian McCaffrey helped me uh, win my fantasy league and dominate my buddies. He is the MVP, but Aaron Jones, when healthy, is just as good, maybe even better. Um, when Aaron Jones is healthy, he's a beast, no doubt. McCaffrey's got a little more bulk, a little more size. He's got uh, breakaway speed as well. Aaron Jones, though, very quick. He can become elusive. He can become elusive. Uh, Steven says, let's hope San Francisco just goes in like they've won it already. And that's that's the other thing. San Francisco could be looking at this on one hand going, maybe San Francisco the whole time has been thinking about the Dallas Cowboys. You know, like, okay, we just got to get past the Cowboys. We got the Cowboys. We're on our way to a Super Bowl. Not going to worry about the Eagles. They're stubbing their toe, blah, blah, blah. So maybe they had to turn on a dime and, you know, then again, they saw what the rest of the world saw. They saw the Packers absolutely positively punch Mike McCarthy and the group in the face. They're not going to be surprised by anything. The only thing that will surprise them is if the Packers get up early, again, same recipe, get up early, punch them in the nose, get a turnover or two, and suddenly they start doubting themselves. Suddenly it starts to be, oh, my God, here we go. We're not – this team's going to beat us. They're going to do what they they did to the the Cowboys. You know, all of a sudden you start to to feel a little bit tighter. But Brock Purdy – much like Jordan Love, both guys, they haven't played tight. They don't play tight. They don't, you don't see a lot phase them. Dak Prescott sucks in the postseason. We know that. We know that. We've not really seen a full dose of Brock Purdy in the postseason because he got hurt. So we know that, uh, that, that you know, Dak Prescott stinks, but we don't, we don't know a lot about Brock Purdy when it comes to that stuff yet. So uh, anyway, just a lot of different nuances to this game. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to hit us up? Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. This uh, portion of the program brought to you by a proud sponsor, Veterans America. They are not only a sponsor of the program, but uh, the stage sponsor, again, this year, uh, coming up for the uh, the Big Units Poker Run, benefiting Fisher House, Wisconsin. We've got uh, some details that are going to start coming out about that again here within the next month. So stay tuned for that, but can't do it without our friends at Veterans America and our friends over at Water Doctors as well. But James Mercado, they believe in owning the land that you defend. They're the top VA lender for home buyers. And if you're a veteran, if you're a military member, family member, uh, give them a shout. Two six, anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, by the way, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. And uh, ask them. They say, hey, look, I'm thinking about buying a house. Is now a good time to do it? Should I be doing it now? Should I not be doing it now? Uh, and then the advice basically is do it now. Don't let the home of your dreams pass by because the interest rates are going to go down, so you can always refinance next year and only pay that payment for a year or so. But uh, he said, look, uh, whatever, don't let it all slip by. Let them help you. Zero down payments, no PMI, looser credit requirements. That's Veterans America. They believe, again, own the land you defend. Call James, 262-745-3333, 262-745-3333. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back to Michael's show. We have got an announcement. We don't have announcement music, do we? We don't have, like, breaking news, you know, announcement music. I mean, I could hunt something down. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the moment's probably passed if you have to ask. Which, that's a reflection on me as a producer. i got to be ready for that. No, that's I, okay. I apologize. That's okay. Here's the thing, and, and, and I'll, I'll explain this real quick. We're changing over equipment in my studio and all the replay box and everything that I need, it hooks into the new equipment, which is still not up and running completely yet. It works, but we just got to work out a few technical things. So we're using the old stuff, so I can't do it here. And, you know, like I said, I, I or you said, I threw you the curveball, so we don't, do it, we don't have it out there. And I, I alluded to this yesterday, and I've been waiting and waiting, and finally I just uh, sent out a mass text to a few people that I knew, and I said, hey, I, I got to know what's going on because we got to figure this out. So we have never, ever in the, uh, in the history uh, of this program uh, done a Green and Gold postgame show in the Northwoods. Never. Until now. We are going to be uh, doing the Green and Gold postgame show live in Tomahawk, just north of Tomahawk. We are going to be at Loophole, the new Loophole, up in Tomahawk coming up this Saturday night. And they're going to run specials. They're going to, you know, they got food. They got everything. So uh, for those that live in the Northwoods, and I know I've got friends that are up there right now that they said to hell with it. They're heading up to the Northwoods. They're going to work remotely and all that kind of stuff. So everybody, whether it's uh, Jerry over at Stenny's or Dave and uh, the group from from, uh, the Hawk family and the Bud Pavilion or our buddy uh, Howie over there from Badger Railing and everybody up in the Northwoods that uh, that we know, uh, we're going to be at Loopholes coming up this Saturday night. This Saturday night, we are going to be in the Northwoods doing the Green and Gold postgame show. The first time ever. First time ever. So we're going to be in the Northwoods. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm excited. I hope it's exciting. I hope it's, I hope it's a good game and uh, not, uh, you know, uh, or a blowout in favor of the Green Bay Packers where it's just people are going nuts. But we are coming to the Northwoods Saturday night. And the game starts at uh, like 7.15-ish. And we're going to go until midnight. Coming up on Saturday night with the Green and Gold Post Game Show, live at Loopholes. They're going to have all kinds of good stuff. So, how about that? Man, I hope it goes well, Bill, but I can count, and I need both hands, and I might need a foot, too, to count the amount of times in my life that the Packers have had a playoff game on a Saturday night that's been an absolute <laughs> disaster, disaster, especially yeah. against the Niners. But there's something exciting with a young team, with all new guys that – don't have the baggage of all these previous playoff losses. So that's yeah. that's got my hopes high. Plus, the Niners are coming off a bye. Maybe they're rusty. I, I can definitely talk myself into this game. But Saturday night, San Francisco, oh, God, I've, I've seen this movie before too many times. So uh, for those that I'm, – I'm, my, my phone's now blowing up. Uh, so I just t- talked to Brian, uh, who is the owner of Loopholes, and he said, we got to cover, we're ready to go, and they're excited. So, And now I'm, I'm getting texts from people up in, up in Tomahawk and Wausau and, and such. So, yeah, we're, we're going to be there. We're, gonna, we're coming to the Northwoods. And I, I've only done – the only time I've ever done a broadcast in the Northwoods has basically been at the house that we stay at. I've never done a show ever 
out. We've never done it at a bar or anything like that. We've never done it. And I know we've been asked numerous times from places like Holly's and such and some of the establishments downtown uh, Tomahawk, and we just were never able to make it work. But in this particular case, uh, I'm traveling anyway this weekend. So I said, look, uh, we're heading in that direction. So you're not far. So let's let's do this. So uh, whether you live in Wausau, Tomahawk, Monaco, whatever it happens to be, we're going to be there. Coming up uh, this uh, Saturday night, we're going to be doing the Green and Gold Postgame Show live from Loopholes and uh, up in the uh, North Woods, which I, I absolutely love. So, And it's supposed to be warmer. It's not supposed to be frigid. It's not supposed to be snowing, none of that. So I'm, it's not like weather's going to affect us. So we're excited. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Backyard Brew says it's Green Bay against the world. Hopefully they play uh, loose, uh, play fast, and play physical, and the chips fall where they may. Go big or go home and empty the playbook. Empty the playbook. Uh, this is from uh, Jake who says, uh, oh, my God, you're going to be only about four miles from my house. We will see you there. Uh, this is Danny who says, uh, Loopholes is relatively new but a great place. You're going to absolutely love it if you've never been. We tried to go during the fall ride, and it was so crowded we couldn't get in there. It, I mean, it was so packed we just couldn't get in there. So that's why I'm excited to be back there as well. There you go. Um this is, uh, Brenda says, take a look at the Saturday night playoff game against Atlanta in Atlanta, 2011. My opinion, the best game of Aaron Rodgers' career. That game is, you are right, that game was, um, that was an amazing time. I'll never forget that because the Packers, um, it, it snowed and iced down there. It snowed and iced down there. And I was in, uh, in Atlanta covering the, uh, the Falcons. And had to get to Flowery Branch every day. And the they don't know how to handle it. I mean, uh, on Peach Street, uh, Peachtree Street, there was so much sand, it was like walking on a beach. A, a kitty litter, that kitty litter kind of sand, there was so much sand that they had thrown down, it was like walking on a beach up the hill out of the, I think it was at the Marriott. The Marriott out of the Hyatt, one of the two, walking up the hotel, out of the hotel up the street to try to get to the radio station. It was It was crazy. It snowed. It was icy. It was terrible. Will uh, tra- terrible travel? Tra- terrible weather. Uh, it was just. It was crazy, crazy down there. And uh, Aaron, you're right. Aaron Rodgers just lit them up. I came down the elevator with Steve Young, and we were talking on our way from the press box down to the locker room area. And I, I remember Steve saying that he that he said we just witnessed one of the greatest postseason performances ever. He said Aaron Rodgers was like a surgeon, I, and he's 100% correct. It's, it still rings in my mind. still rings in my mind. So, yeah, it was, uh, it was an incredible game on a Saturday night. There you go. Uh, Chris says, why are we talking about Nimrod? Because it's a historical game. Chris, get off your, get off your pedestal, dude. Bite me. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout. So, uh, yeah, it can be done on a Saturday night. It can be. Do it. Get it done. Hey, speaking of great stuff and great places to visit, Buzzard Billy's on Pearl Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin, they have got the best beer cheese soup ever, ever. Stop in. It's uh, thick. It's rich. And you can almost, uh, you know, put it on bread. It's that thick. It's just awesome stuff. And whether you're looking for hush puppy, seafood, fish fry on a Friday, whatever it happens to be, or that buffalo chicken sandwich that I love, it's all good at Buzzard Billy's on Pearl Street in La Crosse. Tell Heather and the staff we said hi or head upstairs. Say hi to David at the Starlight Lounge. Craft cocktails and martinis and oh so good. 
in that 1860s brick hotel with that 1950s kind of cocktail lounge feeling. Great place. Both of them, great places, right? One above the other. Starlight Lounge upstairs, Buzzard Billy's downstairs. Both are absolutely awesome. Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, joining us. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. We uh, we continue on. Big weekend coming up. Packers, for what uh, they have done, kind of shocking the world, so to speak, and knocking off as a seven seed. Knocking off the uh, the Dallas Cowboys and just, just putting it on them, for lack of a better term. I mean, good gracious. I don't think there's a whole lot of people that saw that coming. Not a whole lot of people saw that coming at all. But uh, the Packers did it, and uh, they uh, they survive in advance. And really, that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Joining us now, our guy Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus, uh, joining us on the line. Sam, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? We're good. I mean, uh, I, were you as shocked at what the Packers did as everybody else was? Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, Dallas were more than a touchdown favorite heading into that game. I definitely thought the Packers would be live underdogs. I thought there was a real threat from them, given the way they've ended the season and headed into the postseason. But for them to just be, you know, almost flawless on both sides of the ball, to, to have advantages everywhere, and for Dallas to really not land a punch in response to that, I, I think was shocking. Like, the, the fact that they were able to get a win, not the most surprising thing in the world. The manner of that win, though, I think was shocking. So now you've got San Francisco, and the things that the Packers did well, motion, movement, running the football, Dallas didn't defend well. Dallas, for whatever reason, didn't attack uh, overall the middle of the field against the Packers. They were keeping it on the outs for the most part, but the Packers were able to get pressure. They were very assured tackling. They got them stopped at the point of attack. Uh, And then all of a sudden, Dallas looked like they got punched in the face and they were the giant that really didn't have an answer, and they looked kind of like a deer in the headlights. But San Francisco's a different animal. Talk to me about San Francisco and any weakness they may have. Yeah, they they really are a totally different prospect. I mean, we've seen several times this season as well. Other teams have run into the 49ers that were supposedly good teams, and they've been absolutely destroyed by them. Um, I do think one area that's interesting is I think the Packers can put them under similar pressure that they put Dallas under early in the game if things go their way. Um, One of the really interesting dynamics to that game is – Green Bay took the ball, you know, which usually you don't do in today's NFL. You defer to the second half. You try and get that extra possession. um, You steal an advantage that way. Green Bay said, no, we want the ball. We're going to score a touchdown. We're going to immediately put you guys under pressure. And that weight of historical expectation is going to end up crushing Dallas. And that's exactly what happened. Um, The 49ers, I don't think, will wilt under the pressure. But – the one way you can cause that offense problems is by forcing them to play from behind. It's not an offense that's well set up to do it. Kyle Shanahan has this historical record of failing to come back from eight or more points um, in, his, in his career late in the game. If the Packers can do the same thing, if they can take the ball, put up a touchdown, try and get a stop, maybe get a second, 
that offense changes and it has to play in a way that it's not suited to playing in. Um, and I think that's really maybe the best thing they can do to try and help their defense. So uh, with this Packers team, the way they're playing and Jordan Love uh, really uh, on, a, on kind of a drive right now, really over the last eight, nine games of the season, give me your thoughts about what he can do and the way that he has played specifically. I mean, just keep on doing what he's doing, right? You you said it. He's Right now, I think he's the second highest-graded quarterback in the NFL since week nine using PFF data. Uh, Brock Purdy is the only guy with a higher grade. He's playing at an all-pro level right now. He is absolutely in the zone, and whether or not this is who he's going to be going forward, and Green Bay's done it again. They found another you know, Hall of Fame caliber quarterback after the last two. I think that's to be determined, but right now he's playing at that kind of level, even if it only lasts the next few weeks. And, and as long as he's playing at that level, the ball is going where it's supposed to go. He's not flustered by pressure. He's able to adjust in the pocket, and he understands what the defense is giving him and how to get the ball there. So I think really just keep riding this hot streak he's on because right now there's not a quarterback in the league that's playing at a, a higher level. So defensively speaking, what do the Packers need to do if they're really going to stymie what Brock Purdy and company are going to throw at them? Because there's so many different weapons that they have. Yeah, I, I don't think you can match up with those players. The weakness of that 49ers offense is the offensive line. Um, Trent Williams is still maybe the best left tackle in the NFL, but the other four guys are not anywhere near at that level. And the offense itself papers over some of those cracks with the just the play calling, the misdirection, all those kinds of things. But Green Bay shown over the last few weeks, you know, they've got horses up front. They've got guys that can win one-on-one matchups and can get in the backfield and disrupt plays, whether it's the run or the pass game. Their defensive line really needs to have a good game and try and turn what is a weakness on paper into a weakness on the field as well in a way not many teams have been able to do this year. I like the way the Packers defensively have played and the fact that they've been aggressive, they've played more man, they've run more stunts, they've done different things. Have you noticed that as well down the stretch? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, basically from the point where it seemed universal that everybody had decided it was time to get rid of Joe Barry, that we'd seen enough that the defense had let them down one too many times. I mean, the last three weeks, they've absolutely turned a corner and pulled out a significantly better uh, game plan against, okay, two of those teams you would have said not the sternest test in the world, but they backed it up against Dallas, who do have one of the best offenses in the NFL. So the defense has been completely different the last uh, few weeks, but the 49ers are on you know the Dallas side of the spectrum and actually even better, I think, in terms of how hard that is to stop. So the test only gets tougher. Talking with Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus joining us here on the hotline. So I also wanted to ask you, when it comes to Matt LaFleur's play calling, it's not going to be unfamiliar to Kyle Shanahan. He comes from that tree. What can Matt LaFleur do differently? I mean, kind of to mimic what, say, Baltimore did, Cincinnati did, some of the teams that have actually gone in there and bloodied the nose of the 49ers. Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, one of the things that was different about last week is, they, they found a schematic advantage. You know, they understood they had a personnel advantage. They ran in there with two tight end formations, and Dallas never adjusted out of these light looks and nickel personnel, and they were able to run the ball at will. I, I don't think that's going to happen against the 49ers. Like you said, uh, Kyle Shanahan is too familiar with the offense. He's too good at understanding uh, what they are likely to do. 
and should have an answer for it. So, you know, I think, number one, they're just going to have to execute what they're trying to do. But LaFleur, I think, will have to try and find a couple of different wrinkles. And one thing they haven't done that much of is use Jordan Love as, you know, a designed part of the run game, an actual viable threat to carry the ball himself. Um, and that always changes the math up front for defenses when you have to account for that guy. So maybe that's something that they break out for this game as an area that San Francisco won't have prepared much for. But beyond that, it's definitely going to be a much tougher test than what Dallas was showing them from a schematic point of view. I, I really like uh, the, everything, all the balance that the 49ers have. And, but, but they have got a defensive front. The Packers want to run the ball. Aaron Jones has been really good. But the San Francisco 49ers with Armstead, with Bosa, you start to look at the group that can, that can stop the run, one of the best run-stuffing teams in the National Football League. Do the Packers have enough to be able to run the football against them? I think they can. Um, you know, Green Bay has a good offensive line. The 49ers' defensive front is good, but it's not. It's it's better as a pass rushing unit than it is a run defense unit. There will be opportunities to run it, and Aaron Jones, I think, is the right type of running back for a game like that. He's explosive. He can turn a small crease into a pretty big gain, um, and I think it is something that they need to try and uh, lean on. It's not going to be as successful as it was against Dallas because the 49ers aren't going to line up in nickel every play and give them a light box to run into. But I think it is an area they can still try and have some success in. I, I really, uh, looking around the rest of the National Football League, I, I really like some of the matchups that are upcoming. But I think the one that everybody's circling is Kansas City uh, under Patrick Mahomes for the first time heading on the road to play a playoff game. they got to go to Buffalo. Give me your thoughts on that one. Yeah, I mean, great matchup. Um, I, I don't think either of these two teams is quite at their best. Buffalo is incredibly banged up. They're probably playing their best football of the season, but they're so injury depleted that that's going to have an effect. And then the Chiefs, this is a team that's leaning on their defense right now. Their offense is still not in sync. And even last week against Miami, you know, they made mistakes. They made plenty of mistakes. They could have had a, a much more successful or conclusive victory over the Dolphins than we've seen. And that's all the way through the season now for that Chiefs offense, making mistakes consistently. So I don't imagine it's going away next week. But Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Allen was fantastic yesterday uh, against the Steelers. We know Patrick Mahomes is capable of magic in the playoffs. It's going to be a fantastic game. And I think it's good that we get to see Mahomes on the road. I, I don't imagine it's going to be kryptonite for him. You know, his road record in the NFL regular season is incredible. Um, but it just makes it slightly harder. You know, the Bills have had to go on the road. Uh, every other game Mahomes has played has either been a, at home in Arrowhead or at a neutral site. For the first time, we're going to see him have to do it in a difficult environment with the noise working against him and just all those little things that do add up uh, for the opposition. I, I like uh, what the Packers have chance-wise going into the 49ers, even though they're 10-point underdogs. Uh, they're not playing in frigid weather. It's not going to be a terrible day. It looks like it's going to be semi-sunny and in the mid-60s. So that's going to be decent weather, something they'll enjoy. And if guy by chance they should win, then they're going to face the winner of the Lions and the Buccaneers. And the Lions, again, it's a team that they've faced. They beat them at home on Thanksgiving Day quite handily. The Buccaneers riding a little bit of mojo with Baker Mayfield. Give me your thoughts on that contest, the Buccaneers visiting uh, Detroit. Yeah, I mean, obviously the 49ers, I think, are the best team in that conference. So if Green Bay can get past them, it's, it's easier in the championship game than it, w than it was in the divisional round from that point of view. The Lions – 
they're definitely dangerous. You know, they've been inconsistent. They've had games where they haven't really shown up this year. The Thanksgiving game against Green Bay was definitely one of them. But when they're playing at their best, they are a very, very good team. Um, They have so many weapons on offense. They're explosive. They have so much speed on offense. They've got a really good offensive line, um, particularly when it comes to run blocking, which gives them ways to win games late where they're able to just grind the clock. I mean, we saw that uh, in their playoff game. They, they struggled in the second half. They hadn't been explosive the way they were in the first half, but when the chips were down and they needed the drive, they needed to chew time off the clock, they were able to get the first downs they needed, largely with the run game. They passed as well. Um, but I think their offense is their strength, and it's, it's dangerous enough that it can carve anybody open if they're playing well. Uh, last but not least, the Ravens hosting the Texans. Give me your thoughts on the Texans because I think C.J. Stroud has been nothing short of phenomenal in his rookie season. But the Ravens, again, maybe one of the most complete teams in the National Football League, if not the most complete team in the NFL this season. Yeah, Stroud looks fantastic. And, and Bobby Slowick, their offensive coordinator, I mean, he had an absolute game against the Cleveland Browns last week. They had what has been the best defense in the league this season overall chasing shadows all the way through the game and now he basically has to do it again uh the ravens have the best pass defense in the nfl this season so if the texans are going to progress they are going to have run a gauntlet of incredible defenses but cj stroud was poised delivered the ball where it needs to go made the right reads and bobby slowick was dialing up some incredible stuff to neutralize what the browns do well and to take some of their best players out of the game Um, i'm really looking forward to see what those two come up with to as a game plan to attack this Baltimore defense because you know that is as difficult a test as they had last week, but they didn't even look troubled a week ago. Sam, always great to talk to you. A lot of good stuff, and uh, hopefully we're talking again next week at about a uh, Green Bay Packers NFC Championship game. Okay. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Appreciate it. There you go, Sam Monson, Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Sam at PFF underscore Sam. Always great to talk to him. Always good stuff. Look, there's a chance. There's a chance. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough one, but there's a chance. And you think about it. If the Packers would win this game, the, the Packers go to Dallas playing a dome, go to San Francisco, it's going to be 62 to 64 degrees and sunny. Then, depending on who wins, they could either go to a dome in Detroit or go to Tampa Bay, where the weather at worst would be in the 50s at that point, but most likely won't be too bad at all. They won't have to play a bad weather game the entire time. And remember, going back to 2010, they had to win in Philadelphia in frigid conditions in Philadelphia. Then they went to the Dome in Atlanta and put it on Atlanta. And then they came back to Chicago in frigid conditions in Chicago and beat the Bears there to head on to a, uh, to a championship. So, you know, that's, that's it. That's it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Good stuff from Sam Monson joining us for a couple of minutes. That's, that's great. Great to hear that there's there's a chance. There's a chance. Our friends at JL Tire and Service Center out in Johnson Creek and in Watertown, they say there's a chance for more bad weather. And if you need some tires, if you need brakes, if you need an oil change, something simple, or you need major engine repair, or you need tractor trailer repair for that big rig you're out there driving around in right now, they've got service and facilities for all of it. Check out our friends at JL Tire and Service Center. JLTire.com. That's JLTire.com. And they say thank you. For making them the best tire dealer out there, hands down. Again, on Boulder Road in Watertown and uh, just above 94 and the Johnson Creek exit as well. More of the Bill Michael Show. This is the Bill Michael Show.
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back. Speaking of back, back again this year, our friends at Calderon Club and San Giorgio. Pizzeria Napoletana. Oh, so good. Such good food. Such good food. Calderon Club in San Giorgio, both places, 838 Old World, 3rd Street, right across from the Hyatt Hotel, whether it's the spaghetti and meatballs and the spicy sagina penne or the eggplant or whatever it happens to be. I mean, over at Calderon Club, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And then the specialty pizzas and all the gourmet meals over at San Giorgio. You cannot go wrong. Authentic Italian food, uh, both places. And uh, Gino owns them both, and their staff is second to none. Go to 838 Old World 3rd Street, downtown Milwaukee. Call to run Club or San Giorgio right across the street from the Hyatt and tell them we said hi. Uh, we are excited, and the reaction has been awesome from uh, people listening all over the state, but more so in the Northwoods, Wausau area, Stevens Point area, uh, Manaqua area, uh, that we are going to be coming to Loophole Pub and Grill, Loophole Pub and Grill, Coming up this Saturday night, we're going to be there for the Green and Gold Watch Party and the post-game show. So the Watch Party and the post-game show live from Loophole. Loopholes just opened up about a year ago, uh, not that long ago. So uh, we're going to be there for that coming up this Saturday night. So for those of you that have been clamoring for us to get to the Northwoods for a long time, this is it. Here we go. We are making our first venture into the Northwoods, and we could not be happier. So I'm, I'm glad that we're going to be there. Uh, here's a weird one. Did you know that the Cowboys choking in the playoff? That's kind of an American tradition. However, the Green Bay Packers have now more postseason wins at AT&T Stadium than the Cowboys do. Grant, did you know that? I mean, I, I guess. We, we talked about in how a, many wins they've had there, and the Cowboys haven't had wins. Yeah. So, yeah. In the history of AT&T Stadium, the Green Bay Packers have three postseason wins the Dallas Cowboys have a total of two and How that, about that that counts the Super Bowl right that counts the Super Bowl okay yeah Packers beat the Cowboys and that pass to Jared Cook and the uh the field goal from Mason Crosby that was one the Super Bowl was one and then this past week was one the Cowboys have won there in the postseason a total of two times how about that how about that Keep tying that boat anchor around Dak Prescott. There you go. There you go. That's drowning right there. I don't care who you are. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We're fired up today. Today's a good day. Good stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.